Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice and impact. The Market Commentary with Michael Avery is brought to you by Peter Machlop Fine Wristwatches, South Africa's most trusted and loved watch trader. Well, stock bulls were on a supercharged stampede today as we saw blockbuster earnings from the world's most sought-after company, NVIDIA, set off a worldwide wave of record highs, including the first for Japan's Nikkei since 1989. I'll admit it, I was only nine years old back then. I was playing in Nintendo. I certainly wasn't watching the stock market. Tech-loving Tokyo had raced up over 2.2% to top its previous all-time closing and uh, intraday high that was set at the peak of the so-called bubble economy more than three decades ago and even we gained just over one and a half percent though pick and pay in tiger shareholders if there are any left they're going to be licking their wounds chantal marks head of investment research and content at fnb wealth and investments i'm thinking of naming my third born nvidia how unreal is this run no it's been absolutely spectacular Definitely looking like uh, it's starting to build a bubble or blow up a bubble. But I think we're still kind of at the start or maybe in the middle. We're not at the end yet because this company still continues to beat forecasts on almost every single metric. And guidance has also surpassed already very lofty expectations. Um, One of the things that we've been looking at is valuation, right? So, Obviously, when you are in bubble territory, the valuations are completely ridiculous. And the interesting thing about NVIDIA is the valuation isn't ridiculous. But that is just if you believe in the next three years forecast from analysts Mm. and then obviously the next year from the company themselves. Ah, Okay, so there is an if there. But based on this massive beat now, and if you look at the real world applications that we are seeing in terms of artificial, artificial intelligence, it's not like... Um, we're hyping uh, a social media network or something like that that may just um, you know run out of favor with a particular demographic. I mean, these it's got proper fundamentals. Uh, Nvidia, uh, would you therefore, if you if you're saying that the valuation um, uh, could still run into its earnings, would you be buying at these levels? It is very very difficult um, to say buy at these levels, but I wouldn't be completely surprised if people are still buying at these levels. Um, if I can put it that way, I'd give you a non-answer on that one. Um, <laughs> I still think it can I still think it can can run quite hard. There's certainly a lot of interest in the stock. And I think that as you mentioned, there's a real world application. I think my biggest fear is that the competitive environment shifts. And that's something that the company highlighted back in their third quarter results as well. Competition is going to be the biggest thing that can derail um, the, the, the rally that we're seeing in the company right now, because yeah. certainly the demand is there. But if there's something that comes to market that displaces some of that demand, I think that's when things start getting a little bit more hairy for the video. Yeah, I, I hear you. But I, th- I think the moats and the barriers in uh, manufacturing very specialized chips that power artificial intelligence uh, computers and phones and that kind of thing are are extremely de- you know deep and wide and uh, yes there, there obviously might be one or two competitors out there but uh, yeah good point i think two years ago the s&p energy sector was five times the size of nvidia today nvidia is bigger than all the energy stocks in the s&p 500 combined markets are just incredible things not if you're a pick and pay shareholder though and uh, it announced what a, a four billion rand rights issue they're going to be unbundling and listing the their boxer supermarket chain they want to keep a big stake in it but 
The market didn't like this at all. Yes, so I mean, pick and pay has gotten themselves in a, a little bit of trouble with their, their debt levels. And when you have very high debt levels, there are two things you can do. You can either grow out of it or you can fund or refund that debt with equity. Now, Bay is struggling to gain traction in terms of growth, particularly in its core grocery business. So because it cannot generate that growth without investing in that business further, they have to come to equity, to equity shareholders and say, listen, guys, help us out. We need to spend money to make money. And unfortunately, that ends up uh, resulting in more cash for those shareholders to put into the share or otherwise diluting their stake in pick and pay. So it's a difficult position for shareholders to be in, but I think it's probably the right course of action for pick and pay. The Boxer IPO, I'm quite excited about. I'm just mm. excited. They are IPOs, Michael. They are IPOs. <laughs> Added to the, uh, there's also the uh, Coca-Cola IPO. I mean, that that's going ahead, the bottling uh, business. And uh, yes. one or two potential uh, new junior mining and exploration businesses coming cheapers. We, we really do grasp at straws when it comes to IPOs. It just shows you how much of a desert it's been on the JSE. Uh, what, what do you like about Boxer, though? I mean, it, it is when you look at the pick and pay results, it's generally the standout. Yeah, so I mean, I like the I like the footprint. I like the fact that they are quite uh, prevalent in, in in rural and non-urban areas. That is where we saw, particularly in COVID nineteen as well. That is where the defensive uh, the defensive part of the business is, and there is still growth there. I think if you look very very longer term, and you assume that South Africa can get at some point in, onto a path to growth. I think you are going to start seeing incomes increasing quite nicely in the in the lower middle and the the, the lower income area of the market. And that is where they're going to be particularly strong. It also seems as if they're not having much trouble competing with the likes of YouSave. Now, obviously, ShopRite can come, as ShopRite usually does, and they can derail this, this story. But I think it's going to be a lot more difficult for them to, to derail mm. Boxer than it was for them to derail Quality save, whatever that is. Chantal Marks, Head of Investment Research and Content at FB Wealth and Investments. Sean Summers couldn't tell me what quality save uh, is, was when I interviewed him, so you're not the only one. You're listening to Classic <laughs> Business. The market commentary with Michael Avery was brought to you by Peter Machlop Fine Wrist Watches. South Africa's most trusted and loved watch trader. Listen next Thursday, just after 6 p.m., for another market commentary with me, Michael Avery, brought to you by Peter Machlup Fine Wristwatches, South Africa's most trusted and loved watch trader. Do you have a luxury watch you would like to sell? I'm Peter Machlup. For over 30 years, South Africans have trusted me with their luxury watches. I buy Rolex, Patek Philippe, Breitling, Panerai, Cartier, and Amiga. I offer honest advice a fair price, and a personalized experience from my upmarket, safe and secure office. Ready to sell your Rolex? Visit my website, peterbuyswatches.co.za. Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice, and impact.